Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Listen, man, life goes on. you got to build from the, from the adversity. This is going to test us. How do we respond this week against a real good football team? The defending champs in our home. It'll be interesting to see how our fans respond too. I hope you show up. Don't be selling a bunch oh. of those damn tickets to the, to the Kansas City crowd. And and uh, Fireman Ed, let's be loud. Let's get that thing going. And and uh, you never know who you're gonna who you're gonna see at the game. Oh. Aaron Rodgers dropping a hint that maybe he'll be there, unless he was referring to Taylor Swift. Because I think everybody's expecting to see her at the game on Sunday night, not Aaron Rodgers. He has said he will return when he can walk. It almost looked like he was in a hospital bed yesterday. I assume that was not the case, but I also assume he is staying off his feet as much as he can. And good morning. Get off your feet. Sit down. Have some breakfast. Cup of coffee. Whatever else you might consume at this time of day. And enjoy a couple of hours of football talk here on PFT Live. Miles Simmons up bright and early. What? What? Why, why are you scoffing? Are you scoffing because you doubt the sincerity of my greeting to anyone who may be watching or listening? Because you know deep down I really don't give a shit. Is that why you're saying that? He's a loom, man. I mean, yeah. We were just remarking about how our greetings to each other before the show started were incredibly robotic. So I don't know, man. Like that one, that one was interesting too. You said, or whatever else you may be consuming, you know, at breakfast or wherever or whenever it is that you're, you know, watching or listening or consuming this piece of content in whatever way that you do. So I don't know exactly what you were referring to there either. And it's also not bright and early. It's dark and early out here in Los Angeles. So, you know. Just, just oh, it's dark and early here, too, although it's a, it's a little daylight. It's getting darker and darker each morning. But but we're on, as far as I know, I gave up after the whole we're live on Sky for the foreseeable future, and the foreseeable future was all of four days until I presume somebody at 345 Park Avenue said, 
you can't have that guy's show on live. You got to take our show live, even if you get flooded with requests and complaints from your viewers that they'd rather have this show live. That's fine. I just appreciate mm-hmm. the fact it's almost like the old I want my MTV days and they get it and then it's gone. But it's six o'clock as best I can recall when it's on their local time. So they might have a pint, right? Nice. They might be yeah. enjoying a pint or, or, or they might be or they might be smoking pot or taking ayahuasca <laughs> again. Whatever floats your boat, whatever helps you through these two hours or hey. the rest of your life. We are here to help you through your day, whatever time of day it may be. That's that's what we that's how I have reconciled that I spend my life talking about, writing about, thinking about football. It helps people get through their day because for most of us, the days, especially nowadays, are crap. So if we can give everybody a two hour respite from that, so be it. I've accepted that is my lot in life. It's not a lot, but it's a life. Sure. I mean, or the other option is that, you know, people could be in an airport. And as I told you, I don't know, maybe it was last week, two weeks ago, whenever it was. Look, there's no time at an airport. It doesn't matter what time it is. And, you know, if I'm flying cross country and I'm taking the first flight out, it could be a 5 a.m. flight. But if I get to the airport at four in the morning, I am gonna have a drink, man. Because I'm not flying cross-country sober. It's just the way it works. It doesn't matter what time it is at an airport. You have to get a drink before you get on a plane. I mean, responsibly, obviously. You don't want to get yourself kicked off the plane. Yeah. But, you know, like, let's be clear here. You know, you can do whatever you want at an airport within reason and as long as it's legal. Okay. I just think it's funny <laughs> that I'm the one that gets accused on the PFT group text of being the drunk. And I would never drink in an airport in the morning. Why? Ever. Ever. And even... I just wouldn't. I just I feel like I don't. First of all, I don't need to I don't need to medicate before I get on the plane. I've reconciled the possibility that maybe, you know, the plane goes up and plane goes down before it's supposed to land. I I'm fine with that. If it happens, I have enough insurance that everybody around me will be well taken care of if that would occur. And the lawsuit. Another plane ride closer to death. Future earnings. All the all the things I know about how you calculate the settlement package that would be sent to Delta or American Airlines or whoever, it would be enough money that that uh, everybody would be well taken care of for many years to come. That that would be my solace as the plane goes straight into the into the ground. But anyway, I so I don't need that now. On Saturdays, on Saturdays when I fly to LaGuardia from Pittsburgh, I will ask for a glass of red wine. And let me tell you something: they have no subtlety. This is the one thing about Delta. That I, and I don't know that it's a good thing, but okay. they fill that freaking glass almost to the top. Like, okay, let's fine. go. Not that you know, you, you don't get that. You don't get that anywhere. But when you ask for red wine on a Delta flight, th- there's like that much room at the top of the glass. I mean, it is three glasses of wine in one. So I good. will do that on Saturdays, but I know not to do it on Mondays because then I'll be stumbling out of the airport once I get to Pittsburgh. Well, I mean, who cares? It's not like you're driving home. True. That's true. I mean, Let's not go too far down that rabbit hole. But I don't. Okay. Yeah. I do. I do have a guy who takes me up and back. So what the hell? I mean, I'll just start drinking the whole way. You know what I'm going to start doing? I'm just going to bring a bottle of Jack Daniels with me from my house. I'm going to leave it in the back seat and I'll just I'll just work on it the whole way up. Uh, and uh, and then go to TGI Fridays at the Pittsburgh airport and get snockered there, and then I'll be good to go. All right, I'll try well, that you, this Saturday. I'll see how that goes. There you go. 
I, I would love to see it. I'm looking forward to the text. I mean, you could also then like tweet out a picture of what it is that you're consuming at the TGI Fridays and make sure that you've got your, you know, double bourbon in there and then tweet like, oh man, this cost me $80. Oh no. Why is this so expensive yeah. at the airport? It was the hamburger. It was the yeah. hamburger. That's what's wrong with America's economy. I've had a double bourbon and a hamburger and it cost $80 at an airport. Who would have thought? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw that the person who put that tweet up tried to apologize, but still ultimately didn't get the point that that everyone was making when he completely got. It's always great to see someone other than me get dragged on social media. I don't yeah, take any pleasure in it. It just gives me relief that for a change, it wasn't me. I just kind of like not? those days. It's like that could have been me and it could be me at any given moment. And That's I am true. somewhat dismayed when I said it's our lot in life. It's not a lot, but it's a life. I didn't know right away where that came from. I knew that I had heard that somewhere before. I thought maybe it was a Seinfeld reference because every line of every episode of Seinfeld is hardwired into my brain. Mm -hmm. It actually comes from the 1999 Disney classic, A Bug's Life, which I must have watched <laughs> 500 times with my son when he was three, four, and five years old. So I'm not proud of it, but I admit it. I admit it. I made a reference to a bug's life, folks. The first time ever in the history of any sports show. Although that is a very good movie. Is it? I knew okay. it was from I, something. I, so I type into Google, it's not a what? It's our lot in life. It's not a lot, but it's a life. And there it is. Bug's life, bug's life, bug's life. It's like shit. Oh, well. Wow. Off we go. That's two. And we're eight minutes in. Yeah, it's two. Off we go. We Wednesday. We started talking about football. Wow. I have seen a bug Wednesday like a really long time ago, but yeah, I don't remember it. Funniest part of that is the outtakes that they made at the end. Movie's good, but the best part was the unexpected treat that they created outtakes with the, what do they call that? Claymation, not that. What's the company? What's the company? Pixar, 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 Pixar. They're doing that Toy Story thing. They keep, look, I got my theory on this. First of all, First of all, oh I'm kind of interested in seeing the real-time transmogrification of football players into little guys playing football in Andy's room because, let me tell you this, when I was a kid oh, yeah. and I was in school and I was not paying attention in school, I used to like daydream about having, God's honest truth, 50 years ago, I would daydream about having a gridiron like on the floor next to my desk and little robot players actually playing, not the electric game where it didn't do anything and they just move around in circles, although that was the closest thing we had in 1975. But some sort of a game, some sort of a thing where it was 3D players that would actually play the game. So that's what Andy's going to have in his room on Sunday. And I know why ESPN and Disney and ABC are doing this. They're desperate to get anybody to watch the ESPN Plus only Europe game because the ratings for that last year were so bad they went into that file that never gets opened they never announced it they never disclosed it no one ever said because it's streaming numbers it doesn't get reported by Nielsen at least it, what, it wasn't a year ago now they got some sort of thing that they do with Amazon to pump up the numbers artificially and nobody ever right. says oh by the way asterisk Nielsen is pumping up the art the, the numbers artificially but no, I don't think anybody watched that game. I don't think it did seven figures. I think it was an embarrassingly low number last year when it was Broncos-Jaguars on ESPN Plus only. So that's why they're doing this. Smart, smart. 
might draw some people in that otherwise wouldn't have watched it. And I know I'm going to turn that on and watch it because finally, 50 years later, Andy finally has the thing that I wanted back when I was was uh, was his age, however old Andy is. Anyway, oh, okay. I didn't mean to wax nostalgically there, but that's exactly what Andy's going to have on Sunday is exactly what I wanted as a kid. But I knew not to ask Santa for it because it didn't exist. <laughs> It didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, honest to goodness, that's the, I've, I heard that there was some Toy Story thing, and I guess because it's just not particularly on my radar, I didn't really know what it is that they were doing. So that sounds interesting. I will not turn that on. Hopefully, I, I, I mean, I will set an alarm to wake up at 6.30 when that game starts. But, you know, Jags and Falcons is not the sexiest matchup especially given what these two teams have done so far. So I guess that at least is another element of, oh boy, you know, we can watch this and this is something that it'll be fun, I, I, I guess. Think about this though. Think about this. Last year, they at least had the whole Russell Wilson Broncos experiment. This year, right. yeah, B. John Robinson. Okay, but it, it's, it's less sizzle than a year ago. Yeah. So they needed to do Way something. Less. They needed to do something. So I'm going to be very interested to see on the other side of Monday if they ever tell us how many people actually watch that game because I still have a feeling it's not going to be an impressive number. And this Toy Story thing is just a way to try to drag in a few kids and and maybe, you know, huh. idiots like me that wish they had a toy like that when they were kids to watch this thing come to life. And that's my commercial. <laughs> the be- that's the best I can do, NFL, to get people to watch your game on Sunday morning. Um, it, is a, it is a reflection, though, that the technology exists. I mean, think about it. You're taking the game. I don't know. Wh- they said it's real time. Like, as the game's happening, these Toy Story characters will be doing exactly what the players in the game are doing. So I, 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 it's going to be very interesting to me. I, I may try to do a split screen so I can see if that's the case. But it just shows you where the technology is. And I saw something mm-hmm. yesterday that th- there's a, a betting company out there. And I don't know if it's the sports book itself. I think it's going to sell to the sports books, but they have the technology now where you can stream the game real time on your app and bet one play at a time. So mm-hmm. it's there, it's here. And before it comes to your living room, it's coming to your cell phone device and that nice. opens a whole new can of worms. I'm going to write something about that at PFT later today and maybe talk about it on PFT PM. I do that on Wednesdays. But that's a whole new can of worms for the NFL when you have people anywhere that they are seeing the real-time game and betting one play at a time on is it a run, is it a pass, is it this, is it that, what will happen yeah. next. So uh, that 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 is out there. And I saw that yesterday, but I hadn't written about mm-hmm. it and I hadn't mentioned it. So I just did. All right. We have kind of talked about football for the first 13 minutes of the show. Alcohol, then we morphed into Bugs Life references, then we got to football eventually. And now we get to the real issue, the story that has consumed the entire NFL because Jets fans demand something, I don't know what, in the aftermath of Aaron Rodgers being injured. He was on Pat McAfee's show yesterday. You saw the clip at the top. Here is Aaron Rodgers talking about all the criticism that has been targeted to the team for which he played all of four snaps in 2023. Have a listen. This is what teams have to go through. You know, there, there's there's adversity points in every season. This year it's happening early and people are coming, coming for us. Uh, and there's, you know, some uh, heated conversations on the sideline and different things. I think we need to hold our poise a little bit better. You know, there's been, I think, too many little side conversations and we just need to grow up a little bit 
um, on offense and, and lock in and do our jobs, everybody, and not point fingers at each other, and that's everybody. You know, We don't point fingers at the coaching staff, don't point fingers at each other. Just get back to work and get the job done. Um, you know, it's, it sucks not being there. It's tough. It is really, it's really hard. I miss the guys. I uh, miss the leadership opportunity. miss balling, competing. I feel like, you know, if I was there, uh, some of those, you know, things wouldn't be happening. Not sure we'd be 3-0. and oh. yeah, I don't know that. I'd like to think um, there's a possibility of that. That's the one thing that gets lost in all this. They might have very well got beaten by the Cowboys and and the Patriots if Aaron Rodgers had been there. He may not have made much of a difference, especially behind that offensive line. Nobody talks about how bad that offensive line has performed. That's what got him injured in the first place. He got swallowed up almost every snap. Each of his four snaps, he was already commencing the process of running for his life. So that's the hand the Jets have been dealt. That's the team that they would have had even if Aaron Rodgers had been there. And I like what he's saying. And this is why he needs to get to New York as quickly as he can so he can Mm -hmm. talk to some of these young players. Because what did we see after the Cowboys game? And Sims pointed this out. Immediate reversion to last year where he had all these young players, including one you're going to hear from coming up. And we love Garrett Wilson, but you need an older player to tell you, Garrett, 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 you may be frustrated but there's a way to express your frustration. There's a way to channel it. There's a way to deal with it. And you get the snippet. You get the tweet. You get the soundbite of Garrett Wilson or Brees Hall or this player or that player that, that is reacting to that one loss as if the sky has fallen and the season is over. You can't right. let yourself get that low. There's another train coming down the tracks. And even now, they're one and two. There are 15 teams that are one and two or worse in the NFL right now. And another train is coming down the tracks. And if you get run over by the Chiefs, another train is coming down the tracks. Except for your bye week, you have to immediately process anything that went wrong or anything that went right and get ready for the next train because it's coming. And you need someone with the experience and the knowledge and the respect. There, if Aaron, It's one thing for the coach to say it. It's another thing for Aaron Rodgers to say it because he's one of them and they're in awe of him. So the sooner he gets back and he's the one who's got the power to, if there is a magic wand to be waved miles, he's the one who's got the power to do it and, and get the jets fans to just chill to relax. As he used to say all the time, the problem is he can't play this time, but he can be an important voice, especially as he does the Pat McAfee show for a fairly sizable amount of money, I assume, every Tuesday, especially now that it's on ESPN, every mm-hmm. Tuesday all year long, this is a useful exercise because Jets lose, Sky falls, Aaron Rodgers says what he has to say, and maybe that that stabilizes things. The sooner he's in the building saying those things, the even more stabilized it becomes. Uh, yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't necessarily change the result, right? I mean, the Jets are still one and two, and they still have a pretty big quarterback problem. And the problem is Aaron Rodgers, even if he walks through the door or rolls through the door, as the case may be, if he's in the audience on Monday night, I mean, it, it's not like he's going to play. And so the performance hey, 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 ho, is one ho, thing. Ho, 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 time what? out. Time out, what? time out, time out. What? Sunday night. It's our game. I'm trying to keep you from getting fired. It's not ESPN what? ABC game. It's Sunday night on NBC. Just make I, I know it was just a slip of the tongue, but I'm just trying to help you here. Sunday I, night I football. Know, I don't even know. On what, NBC. I don't even know what I said. You said Monday I even, night. I I, oh, did I you say Monday, Monday night? My fault. My fault. My fault. You're absolutely you said, right. You He's said Sven Gali. Okay. 
Sven Jolly. Oops. Right. You're right. You're right. It is Sven a Sunday Jolly. night game. It is on NBC, and you can also stream that thing right here on Peacock. So make sure you well tune done. in because it Redemption. is going to be a good game. Absolutely. So thank you, and Mike, Taylor for saving Swift will me be there. there. Yeah, she probably yes. will. I mean, she's dating Travis Kelsey probably. At least if she was in Kansas City for the Chiefs game, I mean, she has a house in New York. So she can go across the bridge or under the tunnel or whatever, and, and she can also get to MetLife Stadium. So there are plenty of reasons to tune in, whether or not Aaron Rodgers I, is on the field. Is, am I helping myself? I would also, I, you are. I would also guess she's got a big ass seven forty seven that takes her anywhere she wants to go as well. So anyway, I interrupted I, your point, but again, it was for benevolent reasons. Please continue. Thank you very much. I do appreciate it, at least that time. But uh, yeah, the the issue is more or less what the Jets are going to do on the field, right? So even if Aaron Rodgers is saying, hey, we all need to calm down, yes, and we all need to make sure that we are keeping things in-house as much as we possibly can when we have disagreements. And I I think he's very insightful when he starts talking about those kinds of things. I I thought he was really insightful when he started talking about, like, look, these are what – uh, defenses see when it comes to shifts and formations and all that stuff. Like Aaron Rodgers is extremely insightful when he's talking in public, as long as it's not about like COVID vaccines. So if he can bring that Hello. kind of stabilizing presence inside the Jets facility, then yeah, things may get a little bit more stabilized, but you still have to go out on the field and execute, right? I mean, whatever Aaron Rodgers says is not necessarily going to boost the performance of the offensive line. It's not necessarily going to make Zach Wilson process what he sees on the field any faster. It's just going to kind of like calm the waters during the week. But those things are going to still get riled up each and every Sunday or Monday or Thursday, whatever the case may be, where whenever the Jets are playing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I'm reflecting on the conversation I had yesterday with Garrett Wilson, the 2022 NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, and I – It's like the day after taking a test where you think of the answer that you should have given to that question that you were stumped on. And I should have asked. I mean, I had limited time. I'm not making excuses. I had about 10 minutes, and they were behind. And you can feel the urgency in the whole process. The PR person is frazzled by then because they're 15 minutes behind. And you've got a 10-minute window. And, you know, whoever is next after you is going to be saying, hey, where is Garrett Wilson? And I forgot to really delve into this question of how badly do you guys want Aaron Rodgers back and how much would it help if he's in the building helping you guys through these moments? I failed to ask that question. I will hang my head in shame as I let you listen to and hear this snippet from yesterday's interview with Garrett Wilson on why he thinks Jets fans believe things will get better. Um, because you see, you see glimpses of it every week. Every single week, you see what we can be. You know, we put it together for, for one drive, two drives, and and we look good. But it's it's about bottling that up and, and making it a consistent thing. Um, and that's what we're trying to find right now: how we can bottle that up and take it in the next week, so that we can, you know, start off the game rolling like that. Um, you know, we've started slow in the past, and and that's what we've done these last three weeks. We started really slow and that we don't want that to become our identity. Um, but the last three weeks we've, we've started slow and that's what it is. So if we can try and figure out why we're, we're, we're playing better at the end of the game or why we score more points at the end of the game and, and take that into next week, that's what we're trying to do, man. And, and um, I know coach is on that and I trust our, our people upstairs. And when you think about 
how things played out for the Jets so far this year. They started slowly against the Bills, down 10, came back, won the game. Then they started slowly against the Cowboys. If you start slowly against the Cowboys, you're done because that's one of the key ingredients for the Cowboys making it a blowout, a lopsided thing, because once they get blood in the water, it, it becomes feeding frenzy, and it just goes boom, 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 and it's over. Against the Patriots, they start slowly, and what do they have? They had a chance. They had a Hail Mary that almost worked. I watched that from the end zone angle yesterday. It actually glanced off Garrett Wilson's shoulder before Randall Cobb had a shot at catching the thing and winning the game in walk-off fashion, and how different the narrative would be in New York if they had stolen that game, had broken the streak against the Patriots. Just unbelievable. So he's right. You you can't dig a hole for yourself and then spend the rest of the game trying to climb out of it. You just can't do it. And they're aware of that. That's good. There's the angle. Watch it go off his shoulder. And if it just had popped up a little bit more, and look, everything is happening so quickly. You can't expect anyone to make that play. And I asked him about it, and that was like, if it happens, it happens. It's all just a fluke at that point. But it came so yeah. close to the Jets being 2-1 and one and finally beating the New England Patriots. But instead, the sky has fallen in New York, and everybody's trying to peek out from under it to figure out what's going to happen next, Miles. But I get what he's saying. But just like you said earlier, that doesn't mean anything's going to change. There's no reason at this point to believe that something's magically going to change against the Kansas City Chiefs. No, there isn't. And and part of the reason, too, is that the Chiefs have been playing really good defensively. I mean, it's really good defensive football. And they played well defensively in week one against Detroit. It's just that, I don't know, for some reason, everybody in Kansas City's receiving course seemed to forget how to catch. And then, you know, in week two against Jacksonville, they played great defensively, didn't allow a touchdown. Last week, really, really good defensively against a Bears team that, yeah, I mean, they're probably the worst team in football right now. But still, you know, if you have that good unit and you add Chris Jones back, to it that's not gonna make things any easier for opposing offenses so a you're going against Patrick Mahomes and we can assume that they're going to score let's say at least 21 points right unless things go horribly wrong the Kansas City Chiefs are gonna put up at least 20 21 points how are the Jets going to get there and match that you know are, are they gonna have to have a defensive touchdown maybe special teams touchdown yeah one of those two I, I, but Man, it's just tough to see how they're going to make a huge jump in whatever that consistency is going to be when you look at the quarterback and the quarterback's just not seeing the field well enough to be able to process things quickly enough to get the ball out of his hands on a play-to-play basis. And I don't know if it's the scheme is not exactly helping him, if he's not exactly comfortable with the personnel, whatever it happens to be. Maybe they need to feature Garrett Wilson more on offense, maybe they need to scheme up ways to get him the ball more. I don't know, but I, I just I have a hard time thinking that all of a sudden we're going to see a different Zach Wilson than we've seen for the last couple of years when they're going to go against a really good defensive unit on Sunday. That was another one of the things Aaron Rodgers said yesterday in reference to other teams. You get your great mm-hmm. players the ball. You come up with ways to get the ball in their hands. That's what I was saying all last week after witnessing the Steelers-Browns game in person. Why is George Pickens not the centerpiece of this offense? Why is there not Canada. a concerted affirmative effort to get him the football? Exactly. Uh, another movie from 1999. 
right? Was it 99 <laughs> or earlier than 99? I think I it was 99. Know. Or maybe it was a couple years after that. The South Park movie. I think that, yeah, it may have yeah. been 99. We'll have to look that up now. When was South Park the movie out? It may have been the same year as Bugs Life. And I wonder which one was uh, nominated for the Academy Award for Best Animated Picture. Maybe both, maybe neither. It gives us something to do during the break, other than talk to each yeah. other, because as we demonstrated earlier in the show, it's robotic perfunctory communication when it's just the two of us. Okay. Um, what was my point now? Oh, get the ball to your best players. That's the point. Uh-huh. And <laughs> that, look, that all comes back to, do you have the offensive line to do anything? The running game has not been there. Now, in part, it's not there because they get forced away from it because they get, they get themselves in a hole. But even then, they haven't been able to run effectively. We saw it on the Monday night game against the Bills with a couple of long runs from Brees Hall. But last, year, last week, excuse me, last week, I think Hall had maybe 18 yards, and I don't think Dalvin Cook had much more than that. So, and that was a, a closer, grinded-out kind of game where they could have stayed committed to the run. But the offensive line, too many injuries, not effective, but – for whatever reason, the offensive line and the performance of it, it's not like they didn't have players lined up to, to play the positions. It just hasn't worked. And that's one of the reasons why the quarterback position isn't working and Zach Wilson, instead of the offensive line, getting all the blame. So finally, they've done something. It was 15 days since Aaron Rodgers suffered his ruptured Achilles tendon, and they had signed no one. It was Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle. That's it. And they were calling up Tim Boyle from the practice squad every week, and that's it. They tried to sign Brett Rippon from the Rams practice squad. He opted to go to the Rams active roster instead after Stetson Bennett ended up on the non-football illness list. So that was all they tried to do. Yesterday, Trevor Simeon added to the practice squad. And Trevor Simeon was with the Jets once upon a time, suffered an injury early in the year, and was gone opening the door for Sam Darnold and seeing ghosts and all of that kind of stuff. And it may have been Sam Darnold's second year, but regardless, I think he played when Donald was injured. Remember, Donald had mono. It was like always something. It's always something with the Jets. One thing or another, there's just some weird thing that hovers over the team. And when the fans have no patience at all, it makes it harder for the team to get out of it. Regardless, Simeon is back. He was with the Bengals during training camp and preseason. Didn't make the roster. He has played for the Broncos, Bears, Saints, Titans, and Vikings in his career. And he was the guy. I remember after Peyton Manning retired, Brock Osweiler went to Houston. The year after the Broncos won the Super Bowl, and we didn't know who the quarterback of the Broncos was going to be, I remember hearing, hey, they really like this Trevor Simeon kid from Northwestern who was a seventh-round pick. He's got a Super Bowl ring. He was on that team in 2015 as QB3, and there's his career since then. He's played at least one game every year from 2016 through 2018, and then each of the last two seasons didn't play at all in 2019 or 2020, but he was on, like, the Vikings roster, I think, one of those years. So he's back with the Jets. And I don't know where he fits in on the depth chart, but it doesn't strike me, Miles, as a guy who is going to be a threat to Zach Wilson. But he at least gives them a better break glass in event of emergency option than Tim Boyle. Well, yeah, and and he's another set of veteran eyes. And, you know, we were just talking about the fact that Aaron Rodgers isn't there yet. So there's at least something that Trevor Simeon can bring to the table, right? Whether it's helping the defense prepare as a scout team quarterback, it's being in the quarterback room as a veteran set of eyes who has seen things, right? Who was, you know, playing games, starting games when Zach Wilson was, must've been in middle school or something, right? So there is a level of veteran presence 
that Trevor Simeon can bring that they don't necessarily have on that roster. And that's good. But yeah, it's not like, oh, Trevor Simeon's going to come in and he's going to save the day. I mean, I, I don't know that anybody can really come in there and do that in part because you don't really have a quarterback that's out there that has experience with Nathaniel Hackett and his offensive scheme. I mean, yeah, Russell Wilson, but you know, it's not like that's a realistic trade option. I mean, Blake Bortles is another guy. Like, is that really realistic? I don't think so. So, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world, right? It's not the most exciting thing. Does it help the Jets? It, it actually might, but not in ways that, you know, we're all going to be like, oh my gosh, this is so good. But I mean, at this point, I mean, when Aaron Rodgers goes down, I mean, I just like, I think of Tony Sprano, like, what are you going to do? I, I I don't know. Like, this is at least something that can maybe help them a little bit. I think the fact that they signed him at some level is a message to anyone out there who wanted them to do something slash anything. There isn't anything we can do. The best we can do right. is sign Trevor Simeon. We're not trading for Kirk Cousins. I think Tony Gonzalez tries to manifest that every Thursday night on the Amazon pregame show. They're not trading for Kirk Cousins. They don't have the draft capital to, to trade for Kirk Cousins. And then what do you do? Well, I wouldn't have a problem with it if they did, but it would be <laughs> Nick Mullins in Minnesota. I mean, the Vikings aren't far away from getting to, you know, eight and nine when it's all said and done. And that's the Vikings motto. Just good enough is good enough. But if you trade Kirk Cousins, you're just giving up on the season after three, four, five, six weeks. So that's not going to happen. And even if they were inclined to do it, the Jets don't have the resources to make it happen. Everybody who has a backup needs their backup. They're not going to hand their backup over. The Colts wouldn't have handed Gardner Minshew over. Then what would they have done without Anthony Richardson? You got to look at the teams with three quarterbacks. And even then, they're not going to give up that third quarterback for right. nothing. It's an opportunity to squeeze like the Eagles squeezed the Vikings after Teddy Bridgewater was injured and the Vikings wanted Sam Bradford, who was supposed to be the Eagles starter that year. First round mm -hmm. pick and a fourth round pick later. We'll go with Carson Wentz. Not that that worked out the way it, it, you know, the Eagles had intended, but a year later they won the Super Bowl. Yada, yada, yada. They won the Super Bowl. So, uh, right. so anyway, there's nothing else they can do. So I kind of like the fact that they went out and signed Trevor Simeon because it allows people to pause and say, Trevor Simeon, that's all they could do? Oh, hmm. That is all they could do. And it was all they could do. Now, whether or not Simeon ends up being the quarterback anytime soon remains to be seen, but at least he's there. He's another set of eyes, another hand at the position that can be involved and maybe help Zach Wilson with his veteran experience. And if Wilson would get injured, Trevor Simeon gives you a better chance to win or not get blown off the field than Tim Boyle would all due respect. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Now, there's another guy who's out there, and when Aaron Rodgers first got injured, I saw some noise from folks about it, but I didn't pay any attention to it because in my mind, the Colin Kaepernick ship has sailed. At some point, the collusion against Colin Kaepernick, the blackballing by the NFL of Colin Kaepernick lasted long enough. And I remember the day Chris and I had this conversation because Chris said he's been out of the league for too long. And bravo, NFL, you've won. You managed to keep him out through your wrongdoing, I believe, through your collective wrongdoing, not the league office on this one. This is the teams. And I think Mm -hmm. there was some collusion that flowed through the league office based on how different opinions from different segments of the fan base were being regarded. The 30% that was very pro-national anthem and standing for the anthem and not wanting to understand why anyone would want to protest. And if you don't like it here, move to another country and anti-Colin Kaepernick. The NFL paid very close attention to those loud 30%. And the NFL completely ignored the other 30% that was very strongly in Colin Kaepernick's camp. They chose to regard that opinion more seriously, and that influences all the teams to stay away from the guy. So they won. After four or five years, it's over. You have kept him out of the league for so long that the number one argument is he's been out of the league for too long. So in my mind, Miles, it's a non-starter. They're not going to offer him a job. Even if he would accept it, they're not going to offer. So that brings us to yesterday, last night specifically. Here I am, minding my own business trying to enjoy dinner with my family. And I start getting texts from people on the PFT chain. I think it was Shireen that sent it, and I'm just being sarcastic. And I looked at what was leaked to social media by J. Cole. I now know who J. Cole is, so that's the one new thing <laughs> I learned. You did not know who J. Cole was. Yesterday. That was funny. I did text my friends when they so, said, who's J. Cole? <laughs> that was that, that entertained me. So, so uh, a letter was sent last Thursday, September 21, to the Jets by Colin Kaepernick. And when I read it last night, my first thought was, this might be fake. This might not be real. And the thing that made me think that it might be fake is at one point in the letter, he requests the opportunity to come in and lead the practice squad. I would do this with the sole mission of getting your defense ready each week. That portion of the letter reflects a complete and total misunderstanding of how football works at the NFL level. No one leads the practice squad to help get the defense ready. That's the guy who runs the scout team. So clearly Colin Kaepernick didn't write this letter. And I don't know how closely he read the letter because anybody that's been connected to the NFL in any way, shape or form knows that you don't lead the practice squad in an effort to get the defense ready. They pick one of the backup quarterbacks every week. 
depending upon the characteristics of the team they're facing, and they assign that player the obligation of being the scout team quarterback. If we're going against a pocket passer and we've got somebody who has pocket passer capabilities, he leads the scout team that week. If it's a more mobile quarterback and we've got a guy who can do that, sometimes they'll get a receiver. They'll get somebody else to to simulate the quarterback of the other team. So you don't come in as the week-to-week leader of the of the practice squad to get the defense ready. It just shows whoever wrote this doesn't get it. So that's why I thought it was fake. But you know what? It's real. And and I'm sorry. And look, look. I say this as one of the staunchest critics of the NFL for what they did to Colin Kaepernick because I know what they did, they know what they did, and it was wrong. And they ended up paying a significant amount of money to Colin Kaepernick because it was wrong. Now, when you divide it by 32, it's not much money. But still, for Kaepernick, it was a significant amount of money, and it was some slice of justice. But, Miles, this isn't how you do it. This is, this is publicity stunt phase. This really is. No one has ever sent a letter to a team asking for a job on the roster or the practice squad. Your agent contacts the team and says, my guy's available if you want to bring him in for a tryout. And sometimes the agent calls and calls and calls and calls. And there are some agents out there that are so persistent, it is a pain in the ass. Until the GM finally says, will you just leave me alone? We'll bring the guy in and we'll see what we can do. Okay? We'll see what he- That's how you do it. You don't send a letter. You don't create a spectacle. You don't create unnecessary drama. And I know that, you know, per sources familiar with the team's thinking, that's how they reacted to it. Why would you do this if you want to come play for us? It's not going to make the Jets more inclined to invite Colin Kaepernick for a tryout and ultimately an opportunity to lead the practice squad in the efforts to get the defense ready every week. Well, right, because, look, at at the end of the day, if you bring in Colin Kaepernick at this point, it's going to be a spectacle. And, you know, I, I hate to use the word distraction like people used to because I don't think it's fair. But at a certain point, it just it, it kind of is. And look, you, you said it like Colin Kaepernick's been out of the league for so long that I remember his last win as a 49ers quarterback it was at the L.A. Coliseum in 2016. I was there. They had uh, it was 22 to 21. They had a fourth quarter comeback. Colin Kaepernick scored a two point conversion. It was really exciting. It was fun to watch. I mean, Jeff Fisher had already been fired, so it was just kind of one of those games. And you didn't know that that was the last time that Colin Kaepernick would get a win in the NFL. But again, that was 2016. So long ago that like it's hard for me to really get up and like get riled up about anything that Colin Kaepernick would do in the NFL at this point in part, I mean, in large part, and really not in part, it's really because of what you said, like the NFL blackballed him, the NFL was wrong, you know, for it's 32 teams, just not signing somebody who clearly had quarterback ability and was better than many of the backup quarterbacks that were on rosters across the league, but there's been a settlement. It's been so long I don't know that it makes much sense for a team to bring him in at this point. And then also the letter and leaking the letter, especially just, it wouldn't rub me the right way. If I were a team that ostensibly had some sort of need at quarterback, it just wouldn't. Well, and I agree with you completely that even though distraction at times is a code word and I, 
I've said this many times over the years, the ultimate distraction is going out onto a football field and you have an assignment to do one thing and the guy across from you has an assignment to do the exact opposite. That's a distraction. And you live that distraction every snap of every game. So all this other stuff is nothing compared to that distraction, which is your job on a game in and game out basis. But they use the term distraction just to, to justify not doing business with someone they don't want to do business with. And, and look, I, right. I, I, don't, I don't care. Hey, NFL, if you want, to call, you, want to, you want to call and complain, call and complain. I don't care. You were wrong. You know what you did to Colin Kaepernick. It was wrong, and it's never going to change. Right. But, but at this point, it's too late because the NFL won. Because the NFL's wrongdoing against Colin Kaepernick lasted long enough that no one would credibly look at him as an option right now. And when you throw on top of it a publicity stunt letter that reflects a gross misunderstanding of how things work, hell no, they're not going to call him up and offer him a job. So it's going to be and has been a big deal, right? And I'm sure there's some Jets fans out there that would say, we'll try anything at this point. Right. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Right. And I almost, I, you know, I, I even wrestled with, do we address it today? And yes, because it's significant. It's newsworthy. It's a team that, that everyone that follows the Jets wants them to do something at quarterback. And here's a guy saying, hey, here I am. And they're, they're ignoring him. And they're going to continue to ignore him for the reasons we've already discussed, even though the first domino and really the first three years of dominoes as they fell three, four, five years. It's the NFL's fault. And, mm-hmm. and congratulations, you won. You blackballed him long enough that it's no longer viable for him to be in the NFL. I did think it was interesting, though, Miles, that he named some references at the end, yes, including Mark that, yeah. Davis, the owner of the Raiders, because that's yeah. the one team through all this that has given him a tryout last year. And Mark mm-hmm. Davis did not tell his football operations to sign this guy. And at the time, it was Derek Carr and Jarrett Stidham atop the depth chart. Well, you know what? Hey, hey, Colin Kaepernick, if you really want an opportunity, why don't you get back in touch with Mark Davis again? Because Jimmy G, what a shock. He's already injured. And it's Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell. If you want to lead a practice squad, maybe you should be trying to do it in Las Vegas, not New York. That's what would make more sense to me, especially because Davis has already shown that unlike his partner's he is willing to allow Colin Kaepernick onto his premises. Yeah, that's actually very true. I mean, we don't know exactly what Jimmy Garoppolo's status is. We'll see today um, what Josh McDaniel says, if he's able to practice while in the protocol or not. But yeah, I mean, I honestly, that does make a little bit more sense. It would have maybe made more sense in the preseason, you know, and who knows what that means. But, you know, when teams carry four quarterbacks, usually that's what it is. So if Garoppolo is out for any stretch of time and the Raiders need another quarterback, then maybe that does make sense to bring him in on the practice squad, let him do whatever it is that he's going to do, you know, and potentially be a scout team guy. I don't, I don't know, but it just, I, like I said, I just, I, I, and this is the, the fault of the 32 teams that refuse to sign him. I just, I have a hard time getting riled up about anything Colin Kaepernick at this point, because it's been, so long it's just yeah it, it's unfortunate and I, I don't won. feel good about it but it just it is it is what it is I mean it's the it's the final step in an extended process of being gaslit you just finally accept yes. it that's what we've done we accept yeah. it 
You've, you have done it. You have convinced us that we've lost our minds. You have convinced us that we're crazy. You have convinced us that Colin Kaepernick has no place in the NFL. And we're just at the point where we don't even want to talk about it anymore. You win, NFL. Your plan worked. And I still say that, that they should be calling the Raiders right now because at least you have an owner there that is willing to work with the guy, even if the head coach and GM aren't. Sure. The owner kind of runs the show. I respect the fact that Mark Davis respects – the fact that he's hired guys to run the show. But if you really wanted Colin Kaepernick there, I would like to think it wouldn't take many phone calls for it to happen. He would be there. Other owners know how to make that happen when they want someone on the team or not on the team. Let's go ahead and take a break. By the way, South Park movie was 1999, Bugs Life 1998, and neither was nominated for Best Animated Feature because that didn't become a category until 2002. Now you know the rest of the story. Let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, How are the Bills feeling after watching Dolphins film this week? Not too good. We'll hear from Sean McDermott on that next. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.